This is Greener Grass, a podcast. We are your hosts, Carrie Wee and Kelly McVeigh. Before I start today, we'd love to let you know that in the show notes, there's a link to our newsletter that we sent out every two weeks. We welcome you to become part of the Greener Grass family. And today we're talking about the war in Ukraine, just from our perspectives of living in the United States and not having any service people in our families. We're very much just regular people and talking about how it's affecting us and what we think about it. We are not experts by any stretch of the imagination in all of this. So, you know, just our just our thoughts. And we wanted to send out love and compassion out there on the airwaves. This is a worldwide audience. I don't know who is listening to us, but if you are out there and your life has been touched by this last two weeks, either you know somebody who's had to evacuate, you know someone who's passed away from this conflict, you have family in the Ukraine or in the area, you know, we'd love to talk to you. Um, We're so happy to give you a voice and a platform if you so choose to want that. So you can always contact us on Instagram DM at Grand Rev Creative or email me Carrie at GrandRevCreative.com. If you'd like to share your story, we'd love to have you. It's very, it's a very timely thing and it's, uh, it's on all, all of our minds and our hearts. So this is me and Kelly's conversation this week about the last two weeks. Let's get started. Yeah, the news, the news is horrible as well. So there's that the world, um, you know, I'm not in the conflict zone, so I am just very grateful and I can't imagine having to evacuate from a home, you know, in the middle of winter, never come back with like a bag and my child. I can't imagine doing that. And then also, also we are just coming out of a two year pandemic. Yeah. You know, the whole thing that I get so confused and I tend to attempt not to try to talk politics because of my job job, but I don't think this is political really in my, my mind. So I feel like Putin is bananas And I feel like he wants to go down in history. He wants his name in the books. And so I feel like no matter what, it's a no-win situation because he doesn't doesn't care. So we go in and try to do something. It could start World War III. It could be whatever. He's still going to do what he wants to do. We don't go. He's still going to do it. Like, he doesn't care. And He doesn't care about his own people, life, people's lives. He's doing exactly what he wants to do. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, it's just in the pit of my stomach all the time because one person, one person in the entire world just creating so much death and destruction and economies breaking down and people in pain. So why, why aren't we just taking this guy out? Cause we can't get there to do it. Like what's going on? Why can't we? Just- well, I know. I mean, Lindsey Graham did, he did tweet that. And then 
everybody was like, oh, you can't be that irresponsible. You're a United States senator. But I think everybody's thinking that, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm thinking that. Like, I'm not a Republican. I'm a Democrat. And I'm definitely like, thinking just that. just taking people out. Let's, let's be real. Like, everyone knows me as a person. But I just feel like in the scheme of things, like, if I think through, this seems like this would be the person to do it to. <laughs> <laughs> well, you think back and we weren't alive during World War II, but we've definitely to some degree been educated about it. And you think about, you know, Hitler and Mussolini and Stalin and, you know, three people on the entire planet completely wiped out millions and millions of people. And you're just like, no, they, you know, they should have. Yeah. So, <laughs> like they're like uh, in the Avengers, um, the Marvel's Adventures Endgame, you know, it's just like one guy. What's his I name? I haven't seen it, so that makes me a total. Oh my god! No, this is one of my favorite movies. Um, no, he's like the bad guy. Like, take him out. <laughs> but, anyways, yeah, we we try to not go there, but it's it would be weird not to talk about it too because it's just in the minds and hearts of so many people. And I don't have any family or friends living in Ukraine, but I have plenty of friends who have family and friends in Ukraine. So interesting, and yeah. it's devastating. I don't know if it's interesting, but Mason is doing a play at the theater, and it's never saw another butterfly, and it's a. Uh, real story from the Holocaust where um, one of the camps, which actually wasn't a camp where they killed people. It was kind of like a holding place. Um, there were kids there that were in their own area. And there were some teachers that like taught them things while they were there. And they wrote poems and wrote stories and drew pictures and art. And they put it in a box and buried it and it's a true story there's a book a book called never saw another butterfly and so the play starts off by reading each of their names the year that they went to the camp the year that they died and then those are the people on stage and they kind of are giving a little bit of everyday dialogue which I'm sure is obviously created and from finding these things you know a little bit obviously it was just created and then the poem they read the poems and they read you know throughout the play and I went to rehearsal today and the theater director came over and she said it's so timely and odd that this is the play we're doing and she actually her son is from the Ukraine which I didn't he must have she must have adopted him um but she said that his the rest of his family is still there and they're talking daily and they're just scared and in the dark and all these things and I'm just like floored by all of it because it's so real time and even watching the play today um and listening to the kids say like they pulled my dad out and they you know what I mean and listening to their version of it from what they wrote in these little journals and poems, it feels like I could imagine some of those things happening right now in Ukraine. Wow, that is really timely that you guys are doing that. And and does Mason have a lot of questions for you now that he's doing this play and they're dealing with this um, subject matter and then all this news is happening? Well, interesting enough, they started this play in January, maybe like beginning of the first week in January. And so when he came back and said the play they had chosen you know, that they were doing. Cause when we signed him up for theater camp, we didn't know which play it was. He explained this play. And so we watched, there's a Disney, um, movie. It's 
obviously for kids, but it's on the Holocaust. And then we, what's it called, Cal? I've never I heard of it. I will have to look it up. And maybe I'll text them right now and see if they can answer while we're on here. But we can also definitely put it in the show notes. But we watched that movie. And then I even looked up some pictures and like we just had a lot of conversation about it. And he said like a few like a few weeks ago when this all started going on, this makes me think of my play. Um, And I was like, I completely agree. And, you know, we're so lucky over in the United States to like be geographically safer right. than basically being anywhere else because unless you're an island like we're just it's hard to imagine like what if you were living in Germany like Alan who was on the podcast a couple weeks ago yeah. you know he's in Frankfurt yeah. they're pretty close right. you know and it's you know, to go from like two years of a pandemic and just finally starting to feel that like life can go back to normal a little bit. The movie is called Um, Miracle at Midnight. And it's basically during Germany's occupation of Denmark during World War II, it's a surgeon and his wife and some other family members know they've seen what's happening in every other country and Germany takes over Denmark. And so they all start hiding all all of the Jews because they know what happened to all the Jews in other countries. Oh, so but it gives like it was a movie that kids, you know what I mean? They could digest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. So the other thing. Yeah. So just this thought of like, literally, we got about a week of like, huh, you know, it's like it started to feel a little bit different. And and I understand what's going on to a certain extent. So I am not so mad at gas prices because they are going through the roof. I heard today from a student that she, you know, from a news source that it would probably go up 10 cents a day, which is a lot. And, you know, I don't complain about these things because I I know there are families that are just like mine that are, have just left their home. They have left their husband because their husband's staying to fight. And now they're, you know, Thank God we have cell phones. Like if this happened 70 years ago, they would just maybe not never see them. Totally. Yeah. Which is crazy. Um, But Kelly, gas was already like $5 here before all this started. Yeah. I don't know how you do that in general, but I, you know, I drive too much. Um, You drive a lot. lot. Yeah. Yeah. And you have an SUV. Yeah. It's a minier SUV, but yeah, I filled up the tank yesterday. Now let's remember listeners, Carrie, everyone knows this about me, but when someone says like, oh my gosh, bread was so expensive today, or I have no concept. Like I couldn't tell you how much I paid for gas three weeks ago or yesterday, but I can tell you that yesterday when it was the total, I was like, oh, this is, I knew this was going to happen. You know what I mean? I'm just not that detail person that ever thinks about it until it happens. And then I'm like, oh, yes. So yeah, it's, I'm sure going to keep going. You, you know how I deal with it though, Kelly? Mm-hmm. I think that because my expectations of it, is it going to go up and down? Because, you know, I don't know, two, three years ago, it was like 250, yeah. you know? So when it comes to my budget, there's other places where it doesn't shift that much. So I just assume that gas is just going to shift wildly totally. and, and like there's other things that I save money yeah. on. 
you know, because I, I, there's nothing you can do about it. It's just one of the costs of living here. Um, and so I don't think about it. I don't even think to myself, oh, I shouldn't drive around an extra 20 minutes. So she gets a little more sleep because sometimes she naps in the car. I just do it. Well, don't you think too, I mean, the world has changed in the sense that a lot of people work from home now. Yeah, right. So I am not commuting. I don't have to. I just go to the studio and back. There's two studios I go to. One is super close. I could walk there if I wanted to. So Ace's commute is way worse. I have friends who live in the valley and then commute down to where LAX is. And, you know, they're on the 405 for two hours for three hours a day. So that's something to like where it's really, really going to going to mess with your bottom line. For me, it's like I only drive a little bit. So of course it doesn't bother me that much. Um, I think more it's going to happen the other way. Like when me and Asa do decide to leave LA, whenever that is, and wherever we're going, we'll be like, wow, it's so cheap here. (laughs) You know, like, because this is our standard. A a story I was going to, yeah, I'm going to be like, oh my God. (laughs) Wow. Um, My student all my students are adults. She's this beautiful, tall Slovakian woman. And she's been taking from me for many years. And she just got her green card here. And she's an editor. She's a film editor. Her whole family is in Slovakia. It is bordering Ukraine. And they're just terrified. They're terrified. And because of the green card process that has been just years and years and years of stress for her and paperwork and wait, you know, waiting for appointments and then appointments get, you know, COVIDs and appointments get moved and they get moved six months out. It's been so hard for her to get her green card. She finally does. But through all the time, she didn't, she hasn't seen her family because she wasn't going to leave America and then, and then risk not being able to come back in. So she hasn't seen her parents. I don't know, four, five years. It's a long time. It is a long time. It's a really long time. And and I spoke to her about a week and a half ago, which means a long time in this journey of Ukraine getting attacked because it's only been like eight days, but it's been like the longest eight days of their lives, right? So eight days ago, she was like, I want to go back home. Now that I have my green card. Yeah. And I want to go now because I want to go, I need to see them. But then eight days later, I'm, I'm going to see her in a couple of days, probably. I'm going to ask her if she's still going to go because I think that's kind of crazy to fly yeah, there. I totally agree. And I don't know. The crazy thing too is, is pretty much everyone's united that he's doing the wrong thing. And we can't do anything about it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know it's it's um it's madness, and I think about World War II, and without being a historian, I can say it sounds pretty similar <laughs> when it comes to like just a couple. Yeah, listen, you probably leaders you wanting probably to go have crazy, the real, real. But I heard, and this is Kelly language, so you can. You know, and some people are going to get Kelly language. Let's just be honest. But I heard on a podcast the other day and remember not remembering any details that Hitler was in 
hopefully I'm saying this right, World War One. as a soldier, he was mad when we, uh, when they surrender, surrendered. And so when he came into power, one of the small countries that in the treaty was broken off from Germany, and I also don't know what the country's name was, he, that was the first country that he took. And it was originally a part of Germany. And so when the world saw him taking over that small country, they were like, well, it always used to be a part of Germany. They're all German speaking. Yeah. There's nothing. We'll just let him do it because it used to be a part of Germany. And then it just snowballed from one thing to the next. And the same as Putin was a KGB agent and the Cold War, World War II, the end of World War II, would it have been a Cold War? And again, I heard that he just wants to unite the whole entire Soviet Union, how it used to be. Yeah. And again, Ukraine is used to be a part of that whole deal. And so it's kind of like, okay, well, what can we do? We'll let him do this. But yeah, it's, it's eerily similar. It's really scary. It's like we can't, as a, as, as a human race, learn from our mistakes. It's really, really, it's gut-wrenching. And I feel like it's just like in the back of my mind. Somebody said to me today, they're like, oh, this is one reason I'm glad I don't have children. Because look at this world. And it's, we have barely taken a breath from like the last two years that were so difficult. And then, and then now this. So it's just like. Um, again, I'm very fortunate and I'm not in the position of danger. Right. Um, and, and all of us here in America are fortunate, you know, <laughs> on this side of the planet. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's super scary and I'm actually glad we're talking about this. We had planned to talk about something else random, but I just feel like it's, you got to go with what's going on because... Yeah. And I think that it is on everyone's mind. I think, you know, I, I don't want to say this out loud because I could be wrong, but somehow it feels like we feel more united as a country again, because I think it's for the most part, something that we're all looking at as terrible and awful. And I'm not saying that there aren't some people on the outskirts, But I do feel like when I have conversation and, you know, Ohio, I always, we always say is like kind of a read different than California. That's part of the reason we did this, right? California, Ohio, Mm -hmm. you know, different viewpoints and all the things. But generally what I'm hearing is that it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Generally that is, I mean, I live in a blue bubble over here, so there's not a lot of people kind of echoing that the other, maybe that marginal, marginal viewpoint. But this year, remember Kelly, I told you I was going to get on Twitter this yes. year. Yes. How was it going for you? And so <laughs> I'm not posting a lot because I'm also wanted to be on it and be like, really get the vibe. Yeah. Because on Instagram, I've been on there for a long time and it really, you kind of have to like see other, what other people post and be like, that makes sense for this platform. Yeah. Right. So like videos and pictures are great, but if there's no good caption with it, it doesn't work either. So you have to have both great visual and then a great story with it. 
Like it always has to be yeah. that. With Twitter, I was like, okay, I can do video. I could do kind of the same thing, but then not really because there are pictures and video on there, but really it's about ideas yeah. and thoughts yeah. and opinions. Yeah. And um, so I haven't been doing most post, a lot of posting because I feel like what's important on there is the, is the conversations that are happening. And if maybe I want to jump into those conversations, but more so I'm just like doom scrolling my life away because um, I'm just doom scrolling because you can get news from like, I follow the Kiev independent now, which is like their local newspaper for the, the country. Like it's one, it's like the New York times or the Washington post or something like that. LA times. And you know, they always have the headlines like five times a day. So I'm just like on there not all the time. I'm not one of these people who's constantly on my phone, but when I do check it, like I check, I check the Twitter. I'm like, Oh God, what's going on now? Yeah. I use Twitter more as, I don't want to say a news source, but yeah, I guess like when I want a quick, like what's going on right this second, like I'll go on Twitter and go to trending, you know, it trending with yeah. whatever subject matter, whether it's, um, you know, that or how Kanye's doing or <laughs> <laughs> totally how Kanye's doing and then also careful to like make sure that I'm reading stuff that's correct totally. so and like following people that I actually trust yeah. to you know Kelly the, the people that I that I follow on Twitter are the podcasts that I listen to actually oh, I love that because I listen to four political podcasts yeah. Four. Yeah. One, two, three, four. And I follow the hosts of those podcasts. I'm going to go and stalk So you. maybe one day. I'm going to go stalk you and find <laughs> out. So maybe one day we'll actually, yeah. we'll have like a ton of followers and they want to see what we have to say on Twitter as well. I don't know. We don't, you never know. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. So I don't know. Um, it's definitely been a week and then I, I, I'm not even going to get into it, but last week for me was the longest week ever for my own personal reasons. And it's just, it's a very interesting time. Yeah. And uh, listeners out there, if you need to go call your girlfriend and have some therapy talk, you should do that too. (laughs) Because yes, we're recording this, but sometimes you just need that. Listen, I think that a lot of times... And I said, listen again, darn it. I think, I think it's fine. I say, listen a lot now because of you. I think that you and I had a a topic. We jumped on here. We started having girl talk for a few minutes and catching up because we haven't talked besides audio text and texting for a week, probably. And then it's kind of like, okay, this is has content and, and value and is what people are thinking and we roll with it. So, um, I love that that's part of who we are and what this is. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I don't think it's going to get better before it gets worse, but we can always hope. Nowhere to go, but us hope. (laughs) I would think. (laughs) Hopefully, but I've been thinking hopefully. that thing for like three years. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> right. For three years. Me too. Yeah. Dude, me too. I'm like, and again, you know, whenever it gets like this in my brain, I'm like, I just have to have gratitude, but like, man, it's so hard. And people are sad and depressed for so many reasons. And, you know, no, I do I don't think, know. Hopefully, and, and you probably think this as well. It's kind of like, um, 
a lot of things in life that in the moment you're unsure and then you look back at that moment or time and you're like, oh, that was a great time in my life or that was a... And I do have a lot of... um, I don't know if gratitude is the right word, but there are so many great things I got from pandemic timeframe that were so beneficial in life. And I think as horrible as it was, because I don't think it was amazing. I mean, homeschooling kids, I think kids lost so many things. I think there were a lot of things that were terrible, but I also think I played more board games than ever. Jeff and I had all this time together that we normally would not have had. We were just talking the other day about how that year we went on so many bike rides because you couldn't take the kids really to the movies or to the, and so like we would take all, we would all go on a bike ride. And so there was a simplicity in it. And I'm grateful for all of that time for that, for that reason. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to look back. I spent, I, I literally, the only way I could have spent more time with my bean is if she was like physically, not separated from my body. Right. <laughs> like, Which she probably I, really I, wasn't during pandemic. <laughs> no, I mean, like it, it really, yeah. other, other times in my life, it wouldn't have been like that. I don't know. But when she grows up, when I think back to this time, it'll definitely be like, well, it's literally like I couldn't have spent more time with her because so I, it's not like I missed anything yeah. ever. Totally agree. <laughs> I was, I was there for every moment of it. And, uh, oh my God, she said something so funny. She okay. There was a cartoon we were watching this morning. The character was like doing something a little dangerous, yeah. and she goes, "Careful!" Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my god, are we turning her into an anxious little little bee?" <laughs> All right, thank you so much for listening to this weekly roundup. And if you would honor us with a five-star rating and a review anywhere you get your podcasts, we would so appreciate you. You can always find us at Grand Rev Creative on Instagram and at grass underscore podcast on Twitter. And again, get in touch with us if you'd like to talk about your, your experience with the war in Ukraine. And yeah, we really, really appreciate you. Click on our show notes if you'd like to get our newsletter. All right, guys, thinking of you all this week. Have a good one. And this is Greener Grass. Greener Grass.